Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcasts. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, we've got us, yeah, I would call them surprise all Big Ten honorees on this Michigan State basketball team. We'll get into that, but then after... Talk to good friend and also former MSU basketball manager Billy Schrage about what on earth goes on behind the scenes when it comes to tournament prep time in March Madness. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Top of the morning, good afternoon, uh... Welcome to your evening. Whatever you are listening to this here podcast, thank you for joining us for another episode of Locked on Spartans. That's right, your team every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Woo! Uh, really do appreciate you guys listening uh, as we ramp up to March Madness, uh, the old Big Ten Tournament, and then, of course, the Big Dance. We're going to get into those a little bit today, but maybe not in the way you think. No, we're going to talk to former Michigan State basketball student manager Billy Schrage to see how the sausage is made behind the scene for the Big Ten Tournament and March Madness. But before we get to that, the all Big Ten teams were named today. But also before we even get to that, just have to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast. And also, if you ever want to reach out, any questions, comments, concerns, you have a really great macaroni and cheese recipe you want to slide along to me, you have some automatic bets that can't lose, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to send all of those. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, rather a surprising start to the show. I did not think that we'd be kicking off the show talking about uh, members of the Michigan State basketball team that are now part of the All-Big Ten team. But here we are. Uh, maybe you're not surprised, but then again, hey, sometimes uh, you guys are a lot smarter than I am, and this is definitely one of those times. I was prepared to do a show talking about how, well, this is the first Michigan State basketball team in God knows how long that didn't have anyone make an all-Big Ten selection, but oh my goodness gracious, would you look at this? Gabe Brown is all-Big Ten third team thanks to the coaches' vote. Uh, he missed it for the media. He was named as an honorable mention for the media. And also uh, for the coaches' teams, Malik Hall grabbed honorable mention status from them as well. So I got to say, yeah, I, I was not prepared to see Gabe Brown's name as one of these players uh, on any of the, you know, top three teams for all Big Ten. But sure enough, uh, you know, there were six gentlemen named to the third team. And I think that helps Gabe Brown here. Maybe he was the sixth guy voted in. Maybe he was the fifth. Hell, maybe he was the first guy voted in. Doesn't really matter. What's important is that Gabe Brown made all Big Ten third teams. So huge congrats to him. Now, you might be surprised, like I am. Uh, he ended the season... Uh, on a hot note, though, and maybe that helps a little bit. He did end his season with four straight games in double digits, and on the season as a whole, 11.5 points per game on 37% shooting from three. Uh, those numbers were pretty close to Sasha Stefanovic of Purdue. That's a guy who did not make third-team All-Big Ten. Uh, he didn't make any All-Big Ten team, just honorable mention. Fats Russell, point guard from Maryland. Yes, Maryland, uh, 
Not that good of a team this year, but Fats Russell, fine player for them. Average somewhere around, I think it was 16 or 17 points. Did not make any of the three teams. And then you got John Harar, the guy from Penn State that is just always putting up a double-double in the paint uh, as he averaged. Well, 10 points, 10 rebounds on the season the entire year for the Nittany Lions. He did not make it as well. So Gabe Brown jumps those three guys and makes the third team. Good on you, Gabe Brown. Uh, I'm beyond happy to to be wrong (laughs) about my guesses there of if any Spartan was going to make all Big Ten team honors. Also, another debate that was going to be hotly contested was the all-freshman team. Now, Max Christie, he did make the all-freshman team despite not the finish to a season that he wanted as he's kind of faltered for the last month and a half, really, if, uh, if we're being honest. But... Hey, just like Izzo was brought up on uh, roughly a 1,000 press conferences, Christie shoulders a lot of the load, especially on defense. He's logged a lot of minutes. So you take all of that, you add in his five freshman player of the week honors that he racked up to start the season, and that gets him on the all-freshman team, joining guys like Malachi Branham out of Ohio State, uh, Musa Diabate out of Michigan, Chucky Hepburn out of Wisconsin, and then Bryce McGowns out of Nebraska. Uh, it was going to. It was kind of clear that Malachi Branham and Bryce McGowan's okay. You could lock those two guys onto the all freshman team, and then there were three spots for these four guys. It was Diabate, it was Hepburn, it was Christie, and then Caleb Houston from Michigan. So Caleb Houston, odd man out. Certainly not going to make an argument against that. Not really going to play a violin and sing a sad song because, well, he plays for that program down the road. So, no, uh, solid end of the year for our guy, Max Christie. Now, just to round out the rest of the Player of the Year honors. uh, Actually, you know, let's just start with Coach of the Year. Uh, Greg Gard wins Coach of the Year for the Big Ten. Uh, that was a probably a hotly contested one. You really could have thrown in a few guys like Fran McCaffrey. Honestly, really good season for Iowa after losing such a big player in Luka Garza last season. You also got Brad Underwood who got a share of the Big Ten title. But Wisconsin, depending on what outlets you looked into, uh, their preseason polls, they were at like the back half of the Big Ten, if not like the back two-thirds of the Big Ten. And they just exploded on the scene. And of course, it wasn't all Greg Gard. It was some Johnny Davis, too, who that is the player of the year in the Big Ten. Oddly enough, though, really oddly enough, not unanimous all first team in the Big Ten from the media. Yeah, at least one media member left Johnny Davis off their uh, first team. And now let's just get to the rest of the first team. Two guys did make it unanimously. That was Kofi Coburn and Keegan Murray. Also joining them, uh, EJ Liddell and Jaden Ivey on that first team. So the second team, just to rattle that off really quick, uh, I was Trent, sorry, Illinois' Trent Frazier. Uh, Purdue Zach Eady, Wisconsin's Brad Davison made it for the coaches. And then also making it on both coaches and media were Trace Jackson Davis and Hunter Dickinson. And I'm sorry, Ron Harper Jr. as well. So it was a six-man second team as well. So that's kind of how we round out that list there. Uh, The all-Big Ten defensive team. You've got uh, five players on this list. Uh, No, none of them are Spartans. Uh, Michigan State's Marcus Bingham did not make this list. And quite frankly, uh, probably just didn't play enough to get up there despite his uh, insane 
block percentage and everything like that. So yeah, that, that's one bummer there. But uh, EJ Liddell, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Purdue's Eric Hunter Jr., Trent Frazier, and then Caleb McDonald off of Rutgers. They made the all-Big Ten defensive team. So there you have it. There it is. Uh, yeah, again, pleasant surprise today getting a Michigan State Spartan on that third team. But Oh, and I'm sorry, of course, Max Christie on the freshman team. But yeah, that's uh, probably a, a tad more than we could have hoped for for this season. Uh, but still, you'd like to have more than you know just one player on those teams. If you're a program that is the stature of Michigan State University, hopefully we can get into that next year. Uh, some good candidates, you know, like, okay, Malik Hall. Duh. Uh, you're going to hope that Max Christie has a big jump, can play longer into the season next year. Also, A.J. Hogard, uh, he keeps improving his defense the way it is. You could see him very well on this all-Big Ten defensive team. So, yeah, there's uh, a lot to look forward to in the future uh, for Michigan State basketball. So, we're going to get into the future of this season and, like, the tournaments, the Big Ten tournaments, March Madness, how on earth the team prepares for that with former student manager Billy Schrage. But first... Have to talk to you beautiful people about Built Bar. That's right. We are just in the smack dab middle of March. And I'm still hanging on to my New Year's resolutions of just getting fit, eating a little healthier. And I have Built Bar to thank for that. Most Built Bars, 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 grams of net carbs, and a whopping 17 grams of protein to get me through my workouts, my days at the office, uh, days watching the, the crazy little tyke over here. But also, it's, it's not just helping the body, guys. It is really... A benefit to the taste buds. Woo! Uh, they have sensational flavors. Whether you just you know do your standard built bar of mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, they also have a little shamrock limited time flavor coming out this month. Or if you really want to get nuts and get a built puff, that's right, a first ever protein infused marshmallow. Go on and get some of those. And their flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They're all so good, and they're good on the body. So head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. also need to talk to you beautiful people about Stat Hero and my oh my, do I love March Madness and I love filling out a bracket, but I don't really love how I've been doing in bracket pools the last few years. Uh, I can't remember the last time I've won any money. Uh, so I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. That's right. The single-game pick'ems pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players that you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, lawn odds, or funky props. No, Stat Hero just gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times often. That's right, four times often. Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. And in addition to their pick'em games, they have dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply just post their set of players, and then, well, you choose yours. Okay, how hard is that? Let's go. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. It is just truly what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown. And use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And before 
chatting it up with my man, Billy Shragi. Hey, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked On Spartans podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. They say the perfect human doesn't exist, but wow, do we have uh, the, the man that proves that run here on the other line. He is just simply one of the nicest people you will ever meet, but more importantly to the Lockdown Spartans podcast for your listening ears, he is a former Michigan State men's basketball manager. He is Billy Shroggy. Billy, how on earth are you doing, man? Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Holy smokes, man. That is quite an intro. Thank you. Uh, thanks yeah, for having cool. me. I don't. I, I think... Uh, you know, based on some of the previous guests you have, it might be a little bit of a letdown having uh, having me on, but I'm I'm happy to be here. No, you you are the main event, Billy, and uh, there's no question about it. Uh, Mark Titus seemingly a a C list uh, guest as far as this goes. Um, what are your credentials? Uh, like, because you were the manager, but what year to what year? Fill us in on like what teams that you were manager for, and even if you want to go into how on earth you got that nice gig or busy gig, however you want to look at it in the first place, I mean, go on. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I started at uh, at MSU fall of 2007. Uh, I didn't actually uh, become a manager until the next year. Um, and so I was a manager from 08 until uh, my senior year, 2011. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a crazy story. And again, I, I guess, you know, obviously, as you can tell, I've been gone uh, from the program for about a decade here. But, uh, you know, so I'm sure a lot of things have changed uh, since then. But I can at least give you some insight into how things were when I was there. And um, you know, first and foremost, it's obviously a very sought after gig. Um, so it was crazy. We actually had to try out to be, uh, managers, which was nuts. Um, gotcha. they put you, you kind of go and you go through a little interview process and then they throw you out on the practice floor and, um, you know, there you are helping out, uh, and coaches are screaming and the assistants are yelling and you need to kind of be able to know at least, uh, at least hold your own, kind of know what's happening and, and try and help out where you can. Um, but obviously you have no idea what's happening, but, uh, but thankfully I I have, yeah, so it's, it's wild. Um, but you know, I've, I've, I had played basketball for my whole life. So, you know, I'd been in a part of a lot of practices, kind of have a a feel for what's going on. So that definitely helped. So that the whole process was wild, went through several interviews and fortunately got the gig. Like I said, uh, I applied and got it my sophomore year and was a manager for three years there. Man, so during this interview and tryout process, like, did any kid ever just like break down and just like start openly weeping, like during practice when it gets crazier? <laughs> like, did anyone just completely fall under pressure, being like, "Oh my god, this is t- terrible"? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about breaking down completely, but yeah, I mean, it does separate uh, people that can that can handle it from people that can't. I mean, and I think yeah. coach, you know, kind of knows, uh, you know, when when there's new new trainees out there or whatever, and he's kind of extra intense, um, to try and see who can handle it. So yeah, it's, it's wild, but, um, you know, pretty fun to, to get the hang of it. So definitely want to like pick your brain about like how the sausage is kind of made here when it comes to March madness, because this isn't your typical season, right? You don't have three days to prepare for an opponent, like big 10 tournament back to back to back March madness. Okay. You at least get like a day off between games, but before there, like three seasons, I just got to know ballpark estimate. How many clipboards do you think you saw Tom Izzo break in your time there, both practice and games, maybe just out at dinner one night. Like how many do you figure that he snapped in half in those three years? A lot for sure. Yeah, a lot. Um, 
I, you know, we always packed extra on the road to make sure, uh, you know, sure. we had, we had them ready for him. Um, he, he definitely uses it to make a point, but yeah, it's kind of like a rite of passage, uh, as a manager, you always got to grab a broken one and get him to sign it. So I actually have a couple, I actually have one, one um, that's signed in my basement from the national championship game in 09, which, um, you know, that, that wasn't the greatest game, but uh, still a pretty cool memory to have a broken clipboard from it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate when I was there, you know, to go through um, some pretty crazy runs. We went to two Final Fours uh, my sophomore and junior year in 2009, 2010. Um, and so, yeah, two Big Ten championships, two Final Fours. So, yeah, the the, the tournament runs are crazy. And, yeah, I mean, the prep – so, so um, I, I guess you're asking about, like, the prep on how you prepare for uh, for the tournament runs? Yeah, like especially this Big Ten tournament where, like I said, you know, you don't get any days off. Like, okay, you went yeah. Thursday, you're playing Friday. You went Friday, you're playing Saturday. So, like, are you – so from the time that you get the bracket that Sunday to the first round game, whether it be a Thursday or a Friday, are you just focusing back then? And I'm sure it is kind of like that still to this day. Maybe, like, the nuances are a little different. But are you just preparing for one opponent or are you also like kind of cheating ahead and game planning for the other guys too that you could meet in the second game? Yeah, so for the Big Ten, it's definitely different than the NCAA. I mean, the Big Ten, the scouts are already pretty much complete. You've already played all the teams. Uh, the scouting sure. reports are obviously you got to update. Um, and I and I can walk through a little bit about the manager's role in the scout. Um, but yeah, sure. for the Big Ten tournament, all the, all that scouting stuff is pretty much complete. Where it gets super interesting is when you get into the big tournament, and now you're you're playing teams that you know different conferences, uh, all sorts of things. You don't have uh, barely an inf any info on them and you don't know until that Sunday. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can get into a little bit about how managers helped out with the scouts. If, if that, you think that would be interesting. Yeah. Listen, hey, enough about the players and the coaches. Like, yeah, I'm sure they try hard or whatever, but like you, you guys are the yeah. cream of the crop. You guys are the ones working yeah. around the clock here. I mean, the players are merely a, an afterthought here when you think about it, but yeah, like what really, what, what is, uh, your role here, I mean, just on the bench or really behind the scenes, honestly. Yeah, for sure. No, like you said, it's funny. Uh, obviously, the players had had a lot more of an active role, but we, uh, you know, we proud prided ourselves on uh, on the work that we did, and you know, it was a ton of work when we were managers, and um, so we we did everything. I mean, you know, when you're when you're a younger manager, you're doing all the things you'd expect: getting the water, putting the water out, getting all the practice equipment ready, getting all of that ready, being on the practice floor, rebounding, all that sorts of stuff. And then as you get older and more into the program, you're you're really trusted with a ton of responsibility. And I always say it's the best class I ever had at MSU, um, just because you learn I'm so sure. much from doing Yeah, the work experience is incredible. Um, so, you know, we, we did everything when I was uh, a junior and senior to obviously helping with travel. And that might, means ordering food, um, all sorts of that stuff, you know, helping out with hotels and, and logistics. Um, but then, you know, the scout, the scout stuff is, is pretty crazy. So we'd literally go through and, and the main, our main role was, and again, I'm, I know it's changed a lot since I've been there, but our main role was making sure we had uh, a library of games uh, so that, you know, when it came time to play a certain opponent, we had those games available to watch. And then uh, what we would do is we would call what we called logging games. So we'd actually go through, watch the entire game. Uh, and we're actually cut, we're, we're labeling essentially each play that happens in the game. So, you know, if there's an offensive possession for a team, uh, you're saying, okay, this player, uh, you know, scored a basket. This is what he, he did. This was what the defense was in. Uh, maybe it was after a timeout. So you're labeling all these different aspects of the game so that 
this then it all loads onto the coaches' computers and they can really slice and dice and filter and say, okay, I want to see all plays by this guy. I want to see all plays after a timeout. I want to see all plays against his own defense, all that type of stuff. So um, when we log the games, we're just basically cutting up all that film for uh, for the coaches to dissect. That's crazy. So let's say, for example, and I know this happened back in 2011, and I think it's pretty relatable to what's going to be going on this weekend. So back in 2011, MSU, the first round game of the Big Ten tournament was at 5 p.m. Your next game would have been at 6.30. Right, Michigan State has a very similar situation coming up. First game is at 6.30. Should they win, they'll play again at 6.30. Between those two games, what on earth is going on in those 24 hours? Are, are you sleeping at all? Is it just, all right, we're just – Drinking Red Bull, taking a bunch of Adderall, you know, throughout the night. <laughs> like, what, like, do you, what on earth are those twenty-four hours like for for a student manager? So, for for a manager, like I said, Big Ten tournament is a little bit different because a lot of our work was, had already been done at that point. So, players for the team and the players. I mean, and obviously, uh, so one thing we we do do always on the road, the managers, we'd always set up. Uh, a and I, I know a lot of a lot of programs do this. We always have a conference room at the hotel, and you literally put down uh, painters tape or, or whatever kind of tape on the conference room carpet on the floor, and you create a half court basketball uh, court. And that's essentially what the players and team will use to walk through. So they're going through all of the opponent's plays and how they're going to defend it. So, um, you know, they'll literally have the scout team out there mimicking who the team we're playing is. So um, they do that in addition to film. So they'll watch film and they'll go through a walkthrough um, okay. and actually figure out how they're going to defend certain plays. So, um, you know, like I said, you know, we're, we're peripherally involved in that. You know, we help set up and can can just kind of hang out and watch. But for the most part, it's the team after, you know, in that 24-hour period, after the win, you're going back and you're saying, okay, we're going to do film, you know, go shower up, get changed, uh, eat some food. Then it's film tonight, film first thing in the morning, maybe walk through, maybe we'll go over and shoot at the gym or find a high school nearby that we can shoot at. Um, and then it's game time, you know, so it's, uh, it's crazy, but, um, you know, coach is obviously so experienced with it. Now he knows how to get the schedule down pat. Plenty more to talk about with my guy, Billy Shroggy, but first just have to talk to you. Find folks about runyourpool.com. So right. March Madness is only days away now. And that means you need to think now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? Well, we've done our homework here and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor, Pick X. They got a few formats. Go check them out. They also have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. And if you got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or your customers, whatever tickles your fancy. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we are running our brackets there ourselves, and there's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Also, I have to talk to you beautiful people about Rock Auto. Yes, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible, impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless uh, or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your Chevy Cruze need a skibble boomer? Like, no, I don't know. I'm not a car part person. But luckily, you don't have to be. 
Because the fine folks at rockauto.com, they're the car people, and they're also the people looking after your wallet. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? Uh, you would only do it if you were a big clown. Here. Here. But you are not a clown, and neither are the fine folks at Rock Auto because they are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us, Box? So they know that we at Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is back to our conversation with Billy Schrage. And also experienced in Mark Madden. So like, let, let's shift to that bigger tournament because it sounds like that's the, the more interesting portion here. Let's say Selection Sunday, name pops up. Of course, it's a school you uh, didn't play at all the entire year. The rest of the college basketball world, like me, like they're in their brackets, you know, they're making these great... What about you guys? I mean, you guys probably aren't, you know, printing off brackets and making them. Like, what is the rest of Selection Sunday like for you guys? And again... I'm just enamored by the whole sleep thing, too. Do you ever get to sleep on Selection Sunday, or is it just hunting down as much film as humanly possible in, like, the 12-hour span? Yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, our, our our busiest day and week of the year, for sure. Um, but it's so much fun. You know, it's like the, the Selection Show happens, and all the families and all the, the team and, every, and media is all there, and everyone's, you know, so excited to, to hear your draw. And then, but as soon as we hear, as you know, when I was a manager, as soon as we heard who we were playing and who was in our pod, um, so our pod would be uh, who you're playing that first game against and then who you could potentially play the next game against. So there would be two okay. teams in there. So basically, you're each weekend you're looking at a pod. So there's three teams that you're scouting. So um, as soon as we figured out who our pod was and, you know, you generally have a pretty good idea of what your seed's going to be and what the potential teams could be. So there is some prep that goes into it before. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of teams that it could be. So basically, as soon as you hear who you're playing and who that pod is, you're going up and you're saying, all right. Um, how many games we have. And, and I was, you know, I was telling you like before, and again, things have changed now, but we used to literally, <laughs> one of our main uh, jobs as managers was during, throughout the entire season, we would record every college basketball game that was on direct TV. So we had all of the packages uh, and we would record them onto TiVos. And then we would take those TiVo recordings and burn them onto DVD. And it, we literally had a library, like, you know, closets full of DVDs from, uh, of every game of the entire season. So that's how we did it. Obviously it's a lot different now with, with all the computer programs and everything, but you know, so as soon as we found out who those teams were, we went immediately to the closet and said, okay, we have these uh, 15 games from the teams. Uh, and then it was just a matter of logging all these games. So you got to get them in the system. So um, we'd set up logging stations wherever there was a computer at Breslin. So someone would be in the locker room, somebody would you know, be a lot of people in the offices. There'd be people in the coaches offices um, and we'd just be logging as many games as we possibly could to get that film ready for uh, for the coaches. So that was kind of our, uh, you know, that that's our March Madness is Selection Sunday night is getting all the, the prep ready. And like I said, it's for the one team that you're playing, but also for the two teams that you could potentially play. And, you know, basically um, all of that would pretty much be ready by uh, by Monday morning. So if you got to pull an all-nighter to get there, um, you know, yeah. that's what we did. So, also, okay, of course, you were on teams or working with teams that were very highly ranked, too. Like, number two, Michigan State taking on uh, 15 seed Robert Morris. Did you ever, before that game, are you guys ever kind of cheating and looking ahead and also game planning for that next game, which in that case it would have been college versus USC? Or from Selection Sunday to Thursday or Friday, whenever that game tips off, is it nothing but just drilling the hell out of Robert Morris? 
Uh, so no, it, it's it's primarily focused on the the, the task at hand, the opponent at hand. But gotcha. there is so the way we do it when uh, you know the way coaches would scout when we again maybe it's diff- a little different now. But one assistant coach would take um, the team that we were playing, and then the other two assistant coaches would would focus on the two teams that we could potentially play. Okay. So it was kind of one one co- coach had the whole scout uh, known and like wrote the scout and was ready for the team that we were playing, and then you know. Assuming we won because we we win weekends, we shifted to the to the next coach who had the team we yep. were playing, and then that assistant coach was in charge of of the next scout. Gotcha, man. So like, you're you're logging like now now I'm just enamored by this. I'm going off script right here because <laughs> you're talking like you guys are are crushing all this film. You're, you're diagramming every play. So and obviously you play basketball and you know a lot about basketball, and you're also on on the the beautiful uh, streets of uh, Twitter.com. How hard is it for you to just bite your tongue and not just sound off on idiots like me that just do nonsense on the timeline during games? Because, like, you got (laughs) to – that's got to be very hard for someone that's as knowledgeable as you are. Not just about basketball, but the inner workings of the Michigan State program, too. Like, you just have incredible discipline, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think what I I realized um, from being a – you know, being a part of the team and going through the scouting process and then, you know, not is that – you realize, you know, being a part of it, you realize after that there's so much that you don't know, um, you know, and, and so knowing what you don't know kind of changes your perspective on it. Um, you know, you know, we, like you could talk about, you know, rotations and all of that, but you don't know what's been going on at practice or sure. who's been playing well or, um, you know, it could be injury yeah. related, could be, you know, it could be anything. And then, you know, as far as the scouts, um, you know, there's so much that you catch and that you're kind of aware of while you're in the program. And as soon as you're out, um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just the awareness of knowing what you don't know. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I try not to, to engage a ton, but I just know that at being a part of the program, um, the thoroughness and attention to detail that the coaching staff has, um, you know, they're, they're the best, like coaches, the best and, and the whole staff, um, you know, they're just, uh, the, the success speaks for itself and you just got to trust that they know what they're doing. And, um, you know, I, we're all fans, so it's hard when they, when they lose and, you know, the coach coaches don't like losing, but uh, you know, overall we've been pretty spoiled with success over the last uh, 25 years or whatever it is now. So um, pretty right. cool to be a part of that. And like, so of course you're, you're on the bench or behind the bench and you're not a fan. You're definitely elevated from a fan, but then like, you're not quite a player. Like it's not like you could check in and, you know, log six minutes for the team. So during March madness as a manager going back like 12 years, what was it like watching games as a student manager? Are you just like the rest of us? Like you just feel like you're going to throw up every single possession or are you a little more like locked in, engaged, like in tune to your job? Like I just bring me through the emotional roller coaster from a student manager's perspective. For sure. Yeah. So my sophomore and junior year uh, were, were both the runs that we had uh, yeah. to the final fours. Uh, and and you're basically, you actually are. Uh, so the NCAA tournament, they limit how many personnel can be on, you know, on the bench. So really that gotcha. usually amounts to one manager being on the bench um, at, you know, for the game itself. So actually we were fans, um, you know, once, once the prep and all the work was done, we sat in the, um, you know, we sat in the family section, like, okay. uh, like the family would um, for, for the tournament game. So that's when, you know, you're, you're going nuts. And yeah, I mean, you're, 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 act, you're a fan, you know, at that point, you know, you know a little bit more cause you went through sure. the scout. I mean, I'll never <laughs> forget like, you know, you see some of the guys, you like, you know, that opposing player is going to go right or something. And then, you know, our defense allows them to go right. That infuriates you, right? Like as a, as a, somebody who knows it, but, um, but no, you're basically a fan, but I will say my senior year, then um, I was 
fortunate. Well, I, I, I was on the bench for uh, the game that we ended up losing in the first round against UCLA. Um, and at, you know, during the whole season, there's so many managers and, and staff that can help out with all of the things that are needed on the bench. And, and during the tournament, there's only one of you. So you're in charge of all the waters for all the guys, towels, all the Gatorades for all the guys, getting players, whatever they need, uh, getting the chairs set up during timeouts. So honestly, like I, I couldn't even tell you anything that happened in that game because I was so gotcha. nervous about like paying attention to who needed what that it's like hard to even pay, to pay attention to the game itself. So definitely different experiences when you're uh, directly involved versus sitting in the stands. And of course, it's like you've talked about, you know, all chat that there's a lot of fun things for you guys, right? The student managers, like the, the whole grind, there's fun in it. However, what was just like the hardest part of tournament prep from your guys' uh, you know, jobs or, or point of view? Um, I don't know. I mean, there were, it was, it was a grind. Like you said, I don't know that I would say that anything was, was hard, especially by the time you get to March, it's so exciting and so fun. And there's just a different energy in the, in the room that, um, you know, it feels different, but I would say like January and February, the dog days, uh, were the hardest part because you're just working really hard. Um, you know, and obviously there's losses happening. I, I would say that was the hardest part, but really March it's, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. You know, you're excited. Um, and especially when, you know, when I was there, we had a couple of good runs. So it's, it was just exciting and fun. I will say, um, you know, it's hard. Uh, and, and obviously we talk about it for the players, but for the managers too, the travel can be difficult with school. Um, you know, I think my, yeah. my junior year, I didn't attend a Wednesday, Thursday or Friday class uh, for like four straight weeks because we were oh. traveling constantly. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I, you know, we're, we are there to, to get a degree and everything. So that was, right. that was probably a little bit difficult um, just managing it all. But um, you know, the players do it and now there's a lot of virtual options, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything was that tough. It was just, uh, it was, it was a grind, but it was fun. You know, it was just great to be a part of. And how, how are you feeling for the upcoming March Madness season? Are you going to leave us with, uh, with a little bit of optimism, like, uh, like you always do in, in these conversations <laughs> or, uh, what are you, what are you feeling? Here? I, yeah. I mean, it's March, right? Anything can happen. Amen. Right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and like I said, you know, coach has, has done this before he's been around and, um, hopefully he can get get things uh, going in the right direction. And, you know, there's something, there's something different about that building during March. Uh, the vibe is just, there's a lot more energy. It's a lot more fun. You feel that light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, hopefully we got a, we got another run in us this year. Huge, huge thanks to my man, Billy, for uh, hopping on and lending some of his insight from back in the days, uh, which probably uh, still are, are around. I don't know if uh, you guys knew this, but Tom Izzo kind of can be stubborn sometimes. So I'm sure that a lot of, those uh, principles that they had instilled back in the 08 to 2011 era are still here at Michigan State as far as game prep goes. So, yeah, really appreciate Billy for lending insight on that as we just dive headfirst into March Madness, baby. It's coming in hot, isn't it? Get ACC tournament's already started. Uh, oh, God. Big Ten tournament starts today. I'm starting to get chest pains. Oh, boy. Uh, well, thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day, gang. That's right. You guys are the best. Now, go make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free, and it's available where you get your podcast. All right, gang. Hey, go enjoy your Wednesday. Love you all. Go Green.